0: Welcome back to another episode of the Get Back Coach, presented by Apollo Media. Joining us today, well, first Jay's back, so Hello. that's wonderful. Uh, I took and, weeks off. Yeah, you know, it took a little vacation. Uh, and joining us today, Pablo Escobarno, the Auburn fan uh, on Twitter, huge or sorry, X Twitter, whatever the hell it's called, uh, huge following on there. Uh, he's our SEC correspondent today our expert or our expert expert, there we go, yeah. expert today uh kind of pablo, sure. you make it yeah <laughs> pablo uh you know thanks for coming on and you know i've been following you for what about a little over a year now so pretty fun yeah, it's probably been yeah it's yeah. been over a year before yeah. last football season yeah
1: yeah it's a shame y'all didn't get together during the auburn penn state games
2: i know i yeah that's when i it kind went
1: of really well for auburn right
0: oh that went really well for us yeah especially this past year um <laughs> uh, that's kind of when i started to see you kind of lingering like on the the twitterverse a little bit um yeah. and then i think jay threw me in with some of the slander you guys and then i was like oh this guy's a part of them so yeah it was like yep. pretty cool to make that connection but <laughs> the, it was the, a shame it was a shame the mythical
1: group chat
0: <laughs> yeah exactly it was a shame though that we couldn't we couldn't have I guess crossed crossed paths a little bit Cross- during that. Stars Auburn. aligned a
2: little earlier. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Did you The Penn State ma- fans
0: had a hell of a time in Auburn. They had so much fun. <laughs> Everybody, well, for multiple reasons, but the uh, all the people that I talked to that went down to the game said that the Auburn fans were like super cool and nice and I think it was pretty besides for like a couple students up at Penn state that yeah. Auburn Auburn, it was like a nice exchange amongst, Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Amongst Colts. Cause. Auburn's amongst also cults, kind of right. A yeah. Two Colts. Yeah. Two cults,
2: two,
1: yeah. yeah. We as have a, three Colts represented. That's a Colt
3: man.
2: You would, you would know, right? So, I'm an yeah, expert we can, on the subject. Yeah. We, we know when us. we know we're all calling,
1: up. we're calling Jake's trip down to AM last year and my trip up to Penn state this year, the cultural exchange. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, it was, it was yeah. kind of wild going up to Penn state the year before, because like, it really did feel so much like Auburn. And mm-hmm. so like, you just, you're just in another place. That's like, Oh, this is like definitely the big 10 version of, of what we do. <laughs> like mm-hmm. It was very, very similar.
0: Honestly, it kind of is like, I mean, again, LSU's its own entity. And like, I don't yeah. want to sit here and like, you know, uh, c- uh, compare, but I feel like Ohio state and Alabama are pretty similar where that most of their games are over the last, over this last 10 years have been pretty boring for the most part, besides yeah. for like a couple games that they don't get as hyped for the games like they used to. Um, and I feel like Penn state is like on that Auburn level and, I think close to LSU, but maybe not quite there. Cause like LSU is in its own, like stratosphere. Yeah.
2: When but, in that more, when in that most recent title kind of, kind of kicked them back up to yeah. that other, that other tier for a minute. Oh. So yeah. Yeah. But
0: even like the, the year after, like there were a lot of empty seats there. It's like they, it's like they gave up almost. It was a
1: hangover. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was like the hangover. It's like, Oh, we're, we're not as good anymore. And like, like that A and M game, Jay. Like in two twenty, was it twenty twenty one? Like there was a ton of empty seats there for like Kojo's last game, which was definitely you know I don't know, yeah. But it was uh it was it was really cool to see both those uh, fan bases interact with each other because uh, I think it was for the most part like a fun ball busting between the mo- between the two schools. Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: Because like after after halftime of that game
0: it was, it was pretty clear just what we were working with.
2: So it's like, if there's anybody that'll just lean into something, then it's the Auburn fan base after a while, you know, you you got your crazies anywhere, but like, Mm. once you realize you're just going to suck and you're just not going (laughs) to do it. And like, that was, that was like, you know, a Mm. lot of people were out on Harson already before that. So it's just like, Mm. you can't have a home game and embarrass yourself on a national stage, you know, in in a moment like that. And it would just be cool. You know, like yeah. nobody, nobody's going to rock with that. And then it just, yeah, we just sucked. And it just was what it was through the year. So then you came,
0: did you come up to PA?
2: Yeah, yeah. I came up there. Yeah, it was awesome.
0: Where did, did you, like, what different places did you hit up? Like, where, did you get there Friday night or?
2: Yeah. So I got in like super late Friday night and we stayed, um what's the, like where they set up game day, right outside the big, you know, the main like campus oh, university Old main. building right there. Old yeah, May? Old Main. Yeah. We stayed at that collegiate hotel that's like just right across the street from right oh, yeah, there yeah. so like we were in a really good spot oh yeah um, definitely and, and and so like we had a lot of different you know groups of people that were up there auburn fans and then just like some people that knew people that were penn state fans so i mean mm. i i mean we were all over the, like the tailgating scene is definitely way more sprawled out at penn state than it is at mm. auburn because it's a little more concentrated but yeah like, We don't have as many of the like massive fields either that are Mm -hmm. a little bit further off, like like y'all do. God, I can't wait. So I was like hitting up like all those things, like it was it was cool. So as far as like restaurants, I didn't get to go to the creamery, like none of that kind of stuff. There was local stuff. Yeah, like we went by there and it was like an insane amount of people. We're like, yeah, we can probably make better use of our time on a Saturday.
0: That's why when Jay comes up Mm and we're going straight there, we're going we're going dessert before dinner. Yeah, that um, would be a good idea. I would yeah. I would recommend that, having missed out on it. Yeah, but yeah, like the tailgate scene, it's definitely more sprawled out. Um, but like, it's- but it's just rows of cars
2: and fields for miles. I mean, it's just as far <laughs> as your small. eye can see. It's yeah. like it's it reminded me of more like a NASCAR race almost. Like when you know, when I go to Talladega. Yeah, I was like going to say that field, sounds like because it was a day, lot like Dega.
1: At, at yeah. Dega in Daytona, it's just massive fields where people Man. just park their yep. cars mm-hmm. and, and just yep. start That's drinking. Exactly right how there. this was.
2: Because like the big difference at Penn State was like their stadium is like on the fringe of campus. So then you've, you've got all those fields on the perimeter that you can be posted up in lining mm-hmm. kind of that whole street. And then obviously into campus, whereas like at Auburn, like the football stadium is like the Mecca of the campus. So it's like right in the middle. So everything is just yeah. kind of like all around it. And like the
1: campaign is trying to the get the lock talk picture when I drove through there. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> just trying this to find an, an angle to take. Yeah, yeah. just like the parking lots don't line up with it. And it was a it was a fun little. Yeah, it's on like, like the, the same Re-Hab little center. intersection. It's like right yeah. there, the physical therapy center.
0: It's funny you say it's like Talladega because like I just so I have a friend from West Virginia coming up this weekend. And I was like trying to explain to him uh, like the RVs. Like, dude, there yeah. are ju- there are two different sections where it is like wall to wall RVs and like it's kind of nicknamed like the RV village. And yeah, like I want to take Jay through just just to kind of walk through there just to kind of be like, hold, like, yeah, it's nuts. But
1: is it like the Olympic Village? Probably not. <laughs> no, probably <laughs> less. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to, I was going to say something. I um, slander you. We would have just gone right into it. Yeah, that. <laughs> I gotta, yeah I gotta, exactly. I got,
0: I got to watch what I say anymore. Um, so, all right. So before we get rolling into a, uh, the week zero and then week one, let's talk a little sec. Okay. So what we're going to do, we're going to go around the horn here. Uh, we're going to give the, champion or our prediction for each division of the sec pick our winner for the conference dark horses and a player to watch to kind of really get onto the scene here so i'm going to kick this thing off uh sec east it is this is probably going to be the pick but i think it's georgia uh i know they have a question mark at quarterback but i just think they are just that talented everywhere everywhere else so going Georgia it's not a fun pick but Georgia coming out of the East Jay
1: all right Uh, well I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Georgia as well Uh, I mean look they're the defending national champion for a reason Uh, yes they they have to replace Stetson Bennett but Stetson Bennett was really more of a game manager anyway so I I don't really see uh, I don't really see a strong contender For Georgia in the east there's a couple teams that might take a step up but I I just not enough for me to to pick a different squad besides Georgia to to come out of the east and go to the SEC championship game in Atlanta
2: Pablo yep as much as it pains me to say Georgia um yeah it just they're just too damn good man like they're just they're too talented they're too good too disciplined too big too fast too everything it's, yeah. it's kind of insane what Kirby's done over there, and mm-hmm. I won't say a short amount of time, but I mean, basically one full recruiting cycle, and now it's just like a, a Terminator machine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I they get basically a one-game head start, and the only team that can really challenge them probably at the end of the year would be Tennessee, and they already get a one-game head start, being that Georgia's schedule is terrible, and Tennessee – has to go to Alabama for that return game after coming off of a W for the first time in like almost two decades. So mm-hmm. I imagine they dropped that game in Tuscaloosa. So that'll, that'll put them behind the eight ball trying to catch up with Georgia in the standings. Yeah.
1: Pablo, have you ever been barked at uh, by a Georgia fan?
2: I have, I have. No. Walking What's that experience out of, like? I mean, it's been numerous <laughs> times, but walking, 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 the, walking the one that, that sticks with me the most. Yeah. So the one that sticks with me the most, you know, in 2017, we, we had to rematch them in the SEC championship game. So in 2017, we play them at home toward the end of the year. They're number one. We knock them off and beat them like 40 to 10, you know, like two weeks before we had beaten Alabama to get to the SEC championship game. So obviously everybody's coming in there, but it's like we're Auburn fans. So it's like we're always like waiting on the other shoe to drop. It's like you kind of ride the wave while you're good, but it's like, oh, no, this is probably not going to end well because it's just, of course, it wouldn't. And so we play Georgia again. You're in Atlanta. They knew for – a month that they were going to be in the SEC championship game. We did not know we were going to be there until we beat Alabama. So, you know, you had like one week basically to buy tickets, whereas they've been buying tickets for 30 days. So, and it's already in Atlanta anyway, so you're going to be at disadvantage. And that stadium was a conservative 75, 25 split, even though Auburn is right up the road as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It was insane. So, and they just, we couldn't get anything going and they shellacked us. So we're leaving the stadium and like the, the people in the, even the fans you know around were like kind of raucous but i mean you expect that obviously it's the you're getting it back in blood after you you take a 30 point loss a few weeks before so you know you understand some of that stuff and we're leaving about to walk down the escalator um or the steps you know like to go back to the marta and like this guy it's me and my friend and his wife and then i'm with my wife and it's like one of those, just read the room situations. You know, if it's like me and a couple of my boys and like, you want to chirp at us, that's cool. But like, we're literally just like walking with our wives, like the worst night of our lives. And this guy comes up and probably like his mid twenties and is just, just literally barking. And it kind of, I was like taken aback. And I, I grabbed him by the shirt and told him, I said, I will beat your ass right here in this MARTA station. If you do not get out of my face. And the man just walked off, you know, it just was what it was. So it's man. It's just so many instances of that. And like, yeah, they're rough, man. Like when they're when they're good and they're feeling themselves. I mean it. Ah, it's they're up there with the worst in the country, man. I'm I, not even kidding.
0: I have another question for Pablo since we're talking about Georgia. Why, as back-to-back champions, why is their Twitter fan base so like fragile, they're so insecure? It's, it's How? insane. I don't like, know, man. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get like. It. It's, like, listen. I hate Ohio State. Okay, like I I really hate them and. Even I am, like, looking at Georgia fans going into Ohio State's mentions and, like, yeah. still chirping them. Like, you won the game. Like, what are you doing? Uh, it's it's <laughs> so insecure. And, like, oh, yeah, even, it's wild. even when, like, an Ohio State fan, like, they're talking about, like, Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, oh, yeah, knocked out of the game. But like, you won. <laughs> like, yeah. That sums it up, man. Ohio, mean, State really good, Ohio State has a really good – Ohio State has a really – it's like in Ohio I, – I saw – I think it was Buckeye Fett or something like that tweeted about like Ohio yeah, State I has really – him. Good,
2: ha, he's, he's funny.
0: Has like a really good uh, – Ohio State has a really good team, blah, blah, blah. Nothing about Georgia. And all it said right. was like, listen, this team was like a kick away last year. Yep. And Georgia yep. was like, game wasn't that close, blah, blah, blah. Like, what?
1: It's You're over. Deluge. You won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's over. I don't yeah know, it's but it's
0: been yeah. a it's been
2: a reoccurring thing that like a lot of us for you know a couple of years have like if there's any way bama fans can make them anything about themselves they will and we thought that that was the peak of that until georgia the last couple of years <laughs> start they i will say they they took that they took that throne from bama as like they that's just they're they're so insecure man it's insane to be like yeah. that good that dominant and you still are just so fragile like did you see the the Swamp Kings documentary like the one the guy like tweeted about it and then this Georgia fan like quote tweets it and it's like it, Swamp Kings back to back kings
0: what yeah. great from 16 is. years ago like what are you talking about I was <laughs> I was funny, in honestly. I was in that thread yes I think <laughs> I was I was 100% in that thread being like are you kidding me right now yeah it's I think insane, that's what man. I put it's... like like I don't think there's ever been a back to back champion with with a fan base that's this insecure Like, it's not all about you. It's not about you. It really is insane. Oh, man. Uh, So that's actually a decent segue to who I think is going to win the West. Um, Again, not a sexy pick, but are people just not talking about Alabama this year? Like, I feel like they're under the radar. And I don't know. I feel like this this is Saban's last hurrah. And I feel like they're going to go out and, and uh, smoke people.
1: But I don't know. Jay. There's a uh, strong possibility that happens, especially after we saw Nick Saban smiling at a press conference, which is genuinely terrifying. Uh, but honestly, I have LSU as my pick to win the mm. West. That's uh, a good pick. I think you could go with either one of them. And, and, you know, I think it's like a 50-50 shot. If Alabama gets good quarterback play, which we don't know if they will, I think Alabama will win it, and if not, then I think LSU is is a pretty obvious pick here. Where's uh, that game
0: at? Where's that game at this year? The game to go Bryan, back yeah, to Tuscaloosa.
1: It's a Brian. Yeah.
0: Oh well, hell yeah, that's the game I'm going to. I just said, it. damn it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> old, yeah. There.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> He's just too excited. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, too yeah excited. I, I have LSU as my pick for the West. Pablo.
2: Oh man, this pains me too, um, because. If I, I could see the West winner actually being like a like a two loss team this year, like like oh. conference losses, so okay, that could they were a two loss team last be, year, right? Yeah, exactly. Shout and out so to it could Still be <laughs> Bama. I just it's hard for me to imagine LSU getting back to Atlanta again, especially having to go back to Tuscaloosa, another game that Bama will want to avenge which is weird that they're going to have two games in the same season. They're going to have to avenge for the first time in ages. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, it's just hard for me to imagine them winning it. But I think if, even if Bama wins, it'll be one of those situations where they're like 10 and two, maybe, but still have to win the SEC championship, which they want to get to the playoffs. So like, technically be out of the playoff race probably by like November ideally would be awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I'll just, I'll have to pick Bama formally.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: They're still Dark- just too dang, too dang talented. Yeah,
0: they're, they're good. Um, Dark horse out of the East. I'm seeing more and more people pick this and this Jay, as you know,
1: this is I don't, like, I don't like, well,
0: I don't like, don't say head- South Carolina. No. no. Okay. No, I'm not
1: going to, no, this is worse. It's oh, worse. Jay
0: can see. Oh, that's right. Jay can see. Jay can see my notes. Um, I don't like this coach. I really don't. But I did stick up for him earlier this year, or earlier uh, or a couple weeks ago. But I think Mizzou might be the dark horse out of the East. Oh Jesus! Listen, this... I think they're going to be terrible. <laughs> well, you think Mizzou is? Well, I mean, a dark horse, obviously. So by I'm saying, if yeah, they yeah, can under the radar. If they can figure it out on offense, which is a giant if, I think their defense is going to be pretty good. They'll have a good defense. Yeah, I agree I with think, that. And I think that's what's going to keep them in games. And as long – again, it's a big if. If that offense can at least be competent or a little above average, I think you're looking at Mizzou maybe winning I, – I think they can get to eight games, which for Mizzou is good. But again, if one of those games switches and they get to 9 or, you know, I'm just saying I think Mizzou kind of uh I don't want to say comes out of nowhere, but I think Mizzou stays they in the top 2 games. They're 100% coming out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> like if they get if get if, yeah, if they get to 8 wins, they're ranked. Yeah. And I, yeah, think, I think that too. saves Eli. That's that uh, saves Rugrat from Wolf of Wall Street's job yeah um
2: so you're so you're not saying dark course in terms of like they can win the east just no be
1: because
0: i only think kind of thing yeah yeah okay. it's like, like a it's like
1: the premier league right now it's man city and then everybody okay. else yeah yeah i got gotcha. you because
0: like i feel like in the sec <laughs> right now there's like maybe four teams that can probably that should be able to do it and then there's a bunch of other teams just like trying to get the third
1: yeah yeah
0: i feel like right now but jay yeah. what are you thinking
1: that feels right. Uh, if I had to pick a dark horse, and I'm, I'm saying to win the East like mm-hmm. somebody other than Georgia, uh, I mean, I guess Tennessee is kind of disqualified by that because I think if, they're the obvious second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with Kentucky. Uh, I, I just like think them, defensively, yeah. Kentucky's always kind of a tough squad. Uh, you know, obviously, offensively, you know, you're not going to get much out of them, but mm-hmm. that's just kind of Kentucky's brand. Again, mm-hmm. the Iowa of the SEC, Kentucky, Mark Stoops, you know yeah. coach under hayden fry so it makes sense
0: i have a so i have a take here Can, kentucky upgraded at quarterback i think i think that i think that I think yeah. Devin Leary's better than Will Levis. And listen, I, I don't want to knock Will Levis. I've said multiple times. Yeah, you just on you're just hating on no. him. You just hating on him being a former Penn State guy, aren't
1: you? No, <laughs> no he's, I liked it's Will. He's, uh, it's because he's no, a Hellman's mayonnaise guy. We're, yeah. we're a no, Dukes, Duke's Mayo show. Dukes, mayo this
0: is this is a Duke's Mayo podcast. Um, no, Will Levis is a he's a warrior. He's a tough he's a tough sob that's gonna run you over. That has a rocket arm, and I love him as a guy. And I love him, and he's probably a tremendous teammate. But just because you have a rocket arm doesn't mean you know where to put it. And if you look, right. I don't think Kentucky won a game where Will Levis had to throw the ball over twenty five times. Now right. I'm not saying Devin Leary is this cra- like crazy good, but I think Devin Leary is better than Levis. Um, but no, I actually
2: agree yeah. with that. I, I really I, I like Devin Leary a lot. Um, mm-hmm. He. Auburn courted him for a little bit in the portal before he ended up at Kentucky. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, am a big fan of his and yeah. I, I suspect you could be right with that. Yeah. I could see him being better than Levis. Who do you have as yeah, who your, do you have? your dark horse pick in the, in the East? In the East is a dark horse to win it. I would, I would probably have to say South Carolina. Cause I, like you said, I think Tennessee's disqualified. Just because they're pretty much consensus number two. So mm. then you get into that South Carolina Kentucky range. And I, I think South Carolina at least has the talent ceiling to be able to win several of those games, but mm. it's just so hard to imagine Georgia losing enough for anybody to obviously matter. Mm. Um yeah, if Mizu if Mizu got to eight or nine, that would be wild because I don't see that at all. No. I think eight. I'll cap it. That would, eight. That, would that would be that'd be impressive if they did. I, think I don't that- think they're
1: a bowl team. That's the dumbest Ooh. game
2: I've ever been to in my life was last year's Auburn Missouri game. Ooh, that was a pretty pretty <laughs> that's the dumbest game man. ever.
1: <laughs> it was like both so teams trying to lose.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the last couple minutes are just insane. Okay. Anyway, I don't want to I don't want to go
0: bowl. I don't want to go bowling. No, I don't want to go bowling. Um so yeah, South Carolina, I love Shane Beamer. Love Shane Beamer, but I, that's a they don't they have like a. they have like a super tough schedule though. Right. Tough schedule. and yeah,
1: yeah. Cause they always get Clemson out of conference as well. Right. And they've uh, got to play Georgia. Started, you've got to play Florida
2: and you always get Clemson out of conference. Yeah, yeah, and they that's start the season against that's North tough. Carolina.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least they play North Carolina at some point. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they do. They play North plus, Carolina. this plus, weekend. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's I the first so. game. I thought they started. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, again, uh, they lost some in the portal too. Uh, that's kind of why I'm, I'm not leaning with South Carolina. Cause it, one, they lost some weapons in the portal, and two Spencer yeah. Rattler's their quarterback.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I everybody, a everybody that. will just point to that Clemson game, and then b- being the most recent, and like right. I, I don't think that's the guy you're going to get either.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like old Tennessee as well. He threw up like crazy numbers against Tennessee. Yeah, their defense right. was there. But I have a problem with South Carolina. Before we move on, since you're the SEC guy, I have to tell you, uh, went down to South Carolina. actually South Carolina Auburn in 2021. South Carolina beat him to become bowl eligible and South Carolina. Yeah. Yep. And we went to me and my buddies, we went to that game and we were rolling around. We're like, we were ticked off. We got up late. So it's 11 o'clock and we're like, we're searching for tailgates. None of the lots by the stadium are open until two o'clock.
2: Oh, that's insane.
0: It is insane. And then I said that online and a bunch of South Carolina fans like, you don't know where to go. I'm like, dude, we literally circled the stadium three times (laughs) and, they're like, well, you weren't on campus. Like, I'm not going to a frat party, bro. Like, yeah, like, can I go I'm where the adults man. are? Yeah, <laughs> like, even like Gamecock Park didn't open up until like three like three or four. Like, Cockaboose was fun, though. The Cockaboose was fun. All right. Um, that game, that game also very
2: annoying because of the weird COVID thing in 2020. We had to play at South Carolina two years in a row, which never happens mm-hmm. on anybody's schedule ever. No. And we had to go there twice
0: and lost both of those. I will say watching that game was who was the coach at that time? Was it was it Harson still? 2021 was Harson, yeah. I was watching that game and I looked over at my friend, I'm like, Auburn should not be losing this game. Like they are more talented than, than this team. Oh and, yeah. That was in am South not Carolina. Mistaken, that, was the,
2: that was the first game TJ had to start after Bo had gotten hurt.
0: Yes. Yeah. But even then, like still I was just like, this team like I I
1: he just was putting like, put. We, we, we scored. Uh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> we scored the
2: first. We yeah, we scored the first two possessions and went up fourteen and yeah. nothing, and didn't score the rest of the game, and but lost 17-14, yeah.
0: I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 By the way, lots of empty seats in the upper deck. Lots of empty seats in the upper deck. I was really, really disappointed in. I mean, it was still cool, but I was expecting. Yeah, I've never been to Williams Bryce, but it does seem like a pretty cool stadium. It is, and it's uh, also the stadium if you ever watch the program. Um, But, yeah, there's a bunch of empty seats in, like, the upper deck. And, like, it was, like, right before Thanksgiving, so I get it. You know, your team's fighting for bowl eligibility. I don't know. I just thought night game would be sold out. Anyway, just means more. All right. Um, (laughs) Dark Horse for the West. (laughs) Uh, Dark Horse for the West. Is that right for me?
1: Yep. Did I put, put down
0: Miss did I put down Mississippi.
1: Old Miss. Ole I Miss? put down
0: that. I guess I put down Old Miss. Yeah. So, Old Miss. No, no it's not. It's not Old Miss. I was it's about Mississ- to say. No, it's not. Let me Ole tell Miss. you why that won't happen. Yeah, I forgot the You're state. Going Mississippi the state is it? Mississippi dark? state. Wow. You put Mississippi? That's even worse. That's even
2: worse? Yeah, again, it's that's even horse. worse. It's Dark horse, horse.
1: Dark Horse. I think Jake has a different that definition horse is for Dark Horse. Dead like, and
2: necrotic dark. <laughs> like that's I,
0: they have they have some guys coming back. Rodgers is back. Their defense is back, which was eh, a little shaky. But they got guys coming they lost, back. They lost a lot of weapons from the portal too, though, just they, like
2: South they Carolina did. did. Two,
1: they did two big receivers. But I almost said Deranya Wilson. I was like, yeah, oh, that's a that's, that's a few that's that, a few years ago. That's a few years back. <laughs> Deranya,
2: Alabama native. Yeah, he was a he was a all state basketball player here in the Birmingham. Well, it was actually. Not the Birmingham area. He's a little bit south of here, kind of like between here and Montgomery.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. And yeah, I I can't believe that kid got out of state after those years, but he did. It.
0: Hey, me. likes. He likes cowbell. Um, No, I like. uh, Yeah, I like the defense. I like. I think their defense is going to be better. Will Rogers, I think, is the most underrated quarterback. So yeah, Will Rogers is very good. He is. yeah.
2: Yeah, I. After witnessing a twenty-eight to three comeback, also in person, um, I I have nothing but respect for Will Rogers and his game.
1: Falcons fan? Sorry,
2: right? I mean, (laughs) imagine how many people were in that stadium though that were that were Auburn fans and Falcons fans that had to witness the only two (laughs) twenty-eight to three comebacks
0: (sighs) ever. Just getting that held over you, like Vietnam, like 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 Vietnam PTSD. (laughs) Watching it happen again, like the Chihuahua meme. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly there it is, jay what do you got dark horse of the west
1: uh so i'm just gonna go ahead and say it uh texano oh. yeah you know
0: what that was my original pick but i knew you were gonna have it yeah so I, and I, I like let you it have feels
1: it. it feels weird to do this as a uh obviously a, a fan texas Aggie. And supporter yeah fighting texas Aggie. uh i guess i can call myself <gasps> that
2: uh <laughs> Same time, look at that
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was amazing all right, uh, but look—you look at this team, and they obviously should not have gone five and seven last year. Uh, will they be better this year? Obviously, that's a big question. New offense coming in, uh, new philosophy that I love, and it looks—I mean, Bobby Petrino said in his press conference that he's calling the plays, which makes me actually somewhat uh, yeah. believe that a And M could be better. And look, Alabama's down for Alabama. Relatively Put it that way. way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you get them at home and you've played them close the last two years. Mm-hmm. One of those was a win at home. Uh LSU, you just beat last year to finish the season. Obviously LSU is going to be out for blood, but again, y- you've proven you can beat them. So uh, as a, as a possible dark horse to win the West, I, I do think A&M is, is there, especially if Connor Wegman takes a step forward and uh kind of lives up to his billing as a five-star quarterback. I mean, this could be a, a pretty talented team in the receiver room. I mean, obviously, Evan Stewart, a lot of people are high on Evan Stewart. Uh, there's weapons there on that mm-hmm. offense. So I think AM can be a dark horse. Again, I lean towards LSU, uh, Alabama, and and Ole Miss, but I think the potential is there.
0: I like AM more than Ole Miss 100%. Yeah. Um, Pablo, what are you thinking?
2: No, mine actually to piggyback off of Jay's beautiful, beautiful self at that was, that's my dark course for the West mm-hmm. to A&M for, for all those reasons. I mean, it's, it's nice in theory to have like the, the refreshing change of philosophy and system offensively and just the thought of like unthrottling a lot of that talent on the offensive side of the ball that is normally, you know, you're over, you're over coached and over meticulous and everything is to a spot when it's just like, you have very, very talented players. Like, just go let the talented players go do things. And Petrino will do that much more than Jimbo. And they're always mm-hmm. good defensively because, I mean, they've always got crazy talent over there, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm i super high on Evan Stewart. I'm big fan of his. I mean, he's absolutely incredible talent. And, yeah, I mean, Connor's got a year under his belt now, very talented quarterback, and, you know, had a little bit of time to job in this new system. Like, I, I think AM could – not sneak up on people because, I mean, obviously they're talented and going to be, you know, friends top 25 on about any poll you look at anyway. But, like, they, they could be really, really good, like like scary good, if, mm-hmm. if, it, if it clicks right early.
1: No, And the yeah. defensive line is, again, like it's you so have to nasty. against the run, but, like, that talent, the two deep there yeah, is just incredible. It's, it's so nasty on in the defensive
2: line. And, I yeah, mean, like we all know, that's where the games are won when it comes to the big games. I mean, you got to have the trenches. And if you don't, you ain't got a chance anyway.
0: Yeah. No, I, I I love that pick. I, I knew Jay was going there. That's why I didn't pick A M.
2: But and yeah. for the sake of the pod, let me let me just throw in Auburn as another dark horse, not necessarily to win the West, but more like your Missouri dark horse. Even okay. though we had Missouri in Hill last year. The- um <laughs> it's like I, I think Auburn legitimately is just gonna be a lot better than people think because a lot of people mm. don't don't witness the overhaul of this roster that's happened because so much mm. focus goes to the quarterback and rightfully so. Yeah. But like 10 of our 22 starters, most likely, are going to be people that weren't even on the roster last year, which is kind of crazy to think about.
1: And and I'll say this. Uh, Auburn is a team that I look at, and I am very glad that A&M gets them early on in the season. Yeah, you get them early and at home. I think Auburn, as the season goes on, is going to be uh, a really, really tough team to play. So very, mm-hmm. very glad to get Auburn at home early on in the season. Yeah. I mean, there's and a then, couple
2: of weapons offensively. Like, I mean, obviously, the offensive line has been the biggest – Achilles heel for that team in the last five years. Cause look up the recruiting numbers and the signees and all, if you want to figure out why Gus got fired. Um, The blue chip on the line was just, it was, it was barren. I mean, we had like, like 15 scholarship linemen that like Gus's final year. And three of those were like blue chip linemen. I mean, you just can't do that in this league. No, And so they've really done a lot to bolster that. And three of the starters will be, some of the most sought after like portal linemen that, that were, you know, in, in the portal this past off season, like we got all three of those guys. So like, yeah. that's a big difference. And then like the Jair Shorter, the receiver from North Texas, you know, pretty big guy. You got the Shane Hooks from Jackson state. You got Rivaldo Fairweather, the FIU tight end. that's coming up. It's like real athletic kind of hybrid slot tight end guy. Like, and I mean, you look at a freeze and Philip Montgomery system, like that kind of weapon can be really, really dangerous. Yeah. You know, the Evan Ingram type guys.
3: Sal
2: Canella. And, yeah, yeah, see, there you go. But it's a <laughs> little and, auburn name Thorn, for you. you know, Thorne can just be a little bit better as a passer than what we're accustomed to, which by all accounts he should be. And we should have a solid run game. I mean, we were like leading the SEC in rushing after Harson got fired. You know, we started just committing to run the ball. And so we, we should be able to run it. We got talent at running back already, as it is. Line got bolstered. You upgraded at quarterback position you've got all these weapons now on the edge and the perimeter that nobody knows anything about that are just talented
0: guys like in the, in a good fit. It it mm. should be pretty good. Well, yeah. Peyton, Peyton Thorne watching him like when it's good, Peyton Thorne's amazing. And yeah. then other days you watch him like if he's pressured and again, and that's, I think going to be the big thing. Like if that, the, if the offensive line doesn't protect him, He's not talented enough to get himself out of it. Right. but if he's protected and, and he's got weapons, he's not gonna lose you a football game like he's, yeah exactly he's gonna be he's gonna be pretty good and I'm actually curious to see how he does um at Auburn um but yeah he was i mean he, he was a solid quarterback in the big ten. now he has another year under his belt. he's gonna have better receivers this year than last year. Uh, two years prior when they went to the peach when they went to the Peach Bowl, he had that yeah. big year. They but were they, good, yeah. But they had they had Kenneth Walker running the Kenneth football. Walker, they had good offensive line, re- good decent line. Naylor Naylor Reed, um, uh, at receiver, Cunningham. Uh, no, cutting? No, Coleman. It, the guy Coleman. that just transferred. Yeah, that transferred Coleman. to Fort State. Coleman. Coleman. Yeah, yeah. So he had some weapons, but no, I I'm curious to see how Panthorn does.
2: Yeah, and like um, with Thorne specifically, you know, it's not for me, it's not so much about like what his ceiling could be. It's like all things being relative, like, is it an upgrade from what we had? I think that answer is assuredly yes. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So like that in and of itself is probably worth a game or two already, you know, just right. in the W win the win-loss column.
0: No. All right. Um player to watch. I'm gonna start this off. Maybe this is why I had Mississippi on the brain. Quinshaw Junkins, I know he's getting some hype, but I feel like he is going to take that next step this year, and a lot of other people are going to know about who he is because he is going to carry that Ole Miss offense. I like Quinchon Junkins to be the player to watch, the breakout player. Jay,
1: yeah, and like with with Quinchon Junkins, I mean, he's talked about a lot in the SEC, but the, I don't, I don't see the national media quite picking up on him. Yeah, no. I think you're right on that. Uh for my player to watch, uh, AM's offense. I mean, I'm just gonna stick with AM because I'm I'm you know, I'm the AM guy. That's who I should should talk about, right? Since I theoretically host a podcast about them and should know the most <laughs> about them. Uh Noah Thomas is a okay. big six six wide receiver. Uh obviously a lot of teams are gonna be focusing on Evan Stewart. Uh, Evan Stewart has the ability to go up and get the ball because of his jumping and separation. Noah Thomas at six, six with that frame. I mean, he is a real problem matchup and he's quicker than you'd expect as well with that size. Uh, so I have, uh, Noah Thomas as a player to watch, uh, in the sec. Okay. And Pablo. Yeah. So I, I'm a big wide
2: receiver person. Like I just love wide receivers. Um, and, Evan, obviously, he's getting a lot of hype anyway because he should should just be better and put up crazy numbers in a more opened up system. But like, I think even the ceiling he could reach is like a little bit higher than like even that 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 talk that he's already getting. Mm. Like, I think he's going to be just like nasty good, like cough level good. Um, but then the other guy, the other guy that is a bit under the radar just because of where he came from and is going to be a good fit in the system and whatnot because of the guys that they lost is. Dominic Lovett that came from Missouri to Georgia. A lot of people forget that that transfer actually happened. And like, that's a very, very talented receiver. Obviously, AD Mitchell left Georgia, goes to Texas. That that spot is open there, you know, on an already talented team with a quarterback that on paper and in theory has the best arm of any Georgia quarterback in recent history. So that that's, that's the other guy I'm going to say look out for. And Rivaldo Fairweather, the tight end I mentioned for Auburn, I think he's going to have a massive season. All right,
0: love it, love it. All right, so we're going to go through Week Zero here. Um, we're going to kind of fly through some of these big question out of the game in Ireland. Notre Dame stomps, or sorry, Notre Dame sinks Navy. See, see, come on, uh, there it is. There, uh, Notre Dame uh, sinks Navy. Is Notre Dame that good or is Navy that bad, Jay?
1: Well, look, uh, first of all, I think it was incredibly, incredibly disrespectful for Notre Dame to do that to the troops overseas. Yes. Terrible. I mean, they don't care. That's just, that's Notre just Dame bad. doesn't respect the troops. But uh no, I think it's I think it's a little bit of both. I think Notre Dame yep. has improved uh very clearly. I think uh, dude, like Sam Hartman may be the best addition and in he's the really good. Yeah, uh, and then Navy just last year was rough. This year is also going to be. Their rough.
0: defense is bad. Yeah, it's not good. That defense was bad. Like, I think the first two possessions, I'm like, they're going to run for 400 yards. Yeah, and I think they, they let Hartman kind of do, but he take yeah. advantage of man to man coverage like crazy. Like yeah, it for was, sure. it it was. And Navy's offense was decent. Oh, sorry. Navy's offense, anytime they had success, would get into like a fourth and three on Notre Dame's 40, go for it and not yeah. make it. And right. they missed two field goals. Anytime Navy had any sort of su- success on offense, they just could not capitalize yeah. at all. Pablo, any any
2: thoughts? Yeah, no, Sam Hartman's really good. I, I mean – I totally agree with that. I mean, obviously, that's one of the bigger, bigger portal additions of any team. Um, that that elevates their team for sure because he's very, very good quarterback. But Navy stinks, man. Like that's a that's a bad football team that that I just watched. Good. That's a mm-hmm. bad football team, and I I can't get down with anyone running the option in twenty twenty three anymore. Like it's just oh, man. got to do away with
3: it.
0: Oh, that's the worst thing you've said on here. You yeah, got into with it. this is a pro. It's gotta go absolutely it's got to go it's got to go
2: i mean there's a is a place for it but the way that the blocking and stuff is now i mean you just you just
0: you got to do it you got to adapt you got to change you can't you can't go i think you can't cut block outside the tackle box anymore yeah so which hurts a lot yes it does and and again going inside and before you could never cut outside in because that's dangerous but now you can't even go inside just out, below if yeah you're, exactly if you're outside the box but now it's i don't know i feel like navy was a team that like if you got them in the middle of the year they would give teams fits because you have to prepare for this um now how do you prepare for it if you have a if you have big meaty defensive linemen that can just take up gaps and penetrate like penetrate and take away take away the dive every time and ve- make it very limited then you're go you golden but um like i remember lsu like stomped georgia tech like by 50 some in the bowl game yeah i mean defenders like sugar just sugar bowl or something yeah
2: they're just different bodies than they used to be so it's like mm-hmm. for one yeah i mean you not only do you can just it's almost any kind of modern defense can shut that down like whether it's mm-hmm. the absolute stud on the interior that can just take up space and eat up eat up a couple gaps the like linebackers just don't move like they used to so like A lot of that, you know, they're already big bodies and
1: they're fast. So, Mm -hmm. and the defensive ends are also, yeah, like they're just freaks. I mean, they're like
2: literally the biggest freaks on the Mm -hmm. planet. You know, it's like a defensive end in college football and like NFL level defensive ends. And Mm -hmm. it's, it really is nuts. And like that kind of style used to work well when like it was just maybe big people that you could like scheme around and whatnot. But now it's just like everybody is way too big and fast. And they're already mm-hmm. undersized anyway, which is why they were cut blocking people out on the perimeters. And like right, now, yeah. you take away
0: that advantage. So it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, you got to you got to do something different. Get out of here. Yeah, I mean, hey, they could be the Citadel and like actually trying to hurt people. But yeah, that's they the they you know do. Right <laughs> uh, next up, Jacksonville State beats UTEP. Um, this is the only game I Massive got right game.
2: over the weekend. That was a very fun game.
0: Um, First game it, FBS for Jacksonville State. Yeah, incredible. Rich Rod, God. Rich Rod, did you see Rich Rod's shirt drenched in sweat? Like oh, yeah. second He's a sweater. Second quarter, it, he was big like sweater. drenched and I thought they would like give him a shirt at halftime. Nope, came out in the same shirt.
1: Um
0: <laughs> but yeah, Jacksonville State gets a big win. Listen, this is a team that has beaten FBS teams before.
1: Um yep. they beat in I think kind of out Florida missed. State. Florida you State was the latest. Um they scared Auburn one time too, I think. They yeah. did. I was at that game too. Um, Went in overtime. Little had disappointed.
0: Him him. Little disappointed in Zion and Webb, but I think the offense needs to be more consistent. But listen, that UTEP team—that's a—they returned like four starters on the offensive yeah, line. Yeah, UTEP's and, not bad. Like that's a team that's supposed to go bowling. And Jacksonville State, is at home. Granite—they had a couple things go their way at the end, but you know Jacksonville State hung with them. This team—it automatically proved they deserve to be in that in the FBS.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and they were always, uh, like you said, one of those really, really tough outs as an yeah. FCS program. Uh, with Rich Rodge, kind of makes sense. And uh, I mean, look, I think Jacksonville State's happy they got UTEP at home as opposed to going on the road to El Paso. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, it, it's still – it's that's how you want to debut, right? You want to debut with a win. So, uh, hats off to Jacksonville State. I mean – It's going to be interesting to see this new look, Conference USA now. Uh, Yeah, it is. Adjusting to seeing all these teams, and it's kind of weird. Hey,
0: so before we move on, like speaking of Conference USA, like do you know how – again, I'm not not saying I'm pro for this conference realignment, okay? But like everyone keeps talking about like the the, – oh, the Pac-12 teams are going to have to travel to blah, blah, blah. What has Conference USA been doing for all these years? cuz like we kind of forget about them and they don't have the money that these other schools do and they're traveling like crazy for all these other sports. Did yeah, anyone it's to, wild. Like I is that know. how is um I
2: mean obviously UTEP and New Mexico State are in there but is that I don't really remember the the timing and stuff like that hasn't been very long, right?
1: No, with, uh, with New Mexico haven't. State specifically. Yeah, New Mexico State just joined. Uh I mean, Cuse is kind of a weird one, right? Because Southern Miss was in there for a while. Obviously, you still have Louisiana Tech, uh, Middle Tennessee State, and Western Kentucky. It was it was but pretty it, regional before you yeah. added New Mexico State and UTEP, though.
2: Yeah, but UTEP's what?
1: been in there for a minute. Yeah, the problem was you used to have like SMU, Houston, Rice in the Conference USA, and then
2: that was more like about about ten years ago realignment
1: when all that was going yeah. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My yeah. my favorite. There was, was more of like a the, Texas presence. Right. Yeah, my favorite was when Idaho was in the Sun Belt. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Idaho in the Fun Belt. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, UMass,
0: big win for UMass. They look like a totally different team. <laughs> Don Brown, players coach Don Brown, Mansfield hey, coached at Mans- uh, Mansfield University. Jay, mark that down. Oh, there you um, go. The coach at Mansfield University in the 80s, was D.C. there, you know. Uh, yeah, UMass, first opener win against an FBS opponent since 1984. Um, the offense looks a lot better. The defense, there were whispers saying this defense was going to be better, looked better, but that offense looked, I think was a huge surprise. Um, again, New Mexico State, that's a team that expected to go bowling, and the Minutemen with the big win. Jay, did you catch this?
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, a little bit surprised by it. I had the under and it looked good until the fourth quarter. Yep. Uh, things kind of just went <laughs> sideways in a hurry. So now I'm going to use this UMass win to uh, say that when UMass and a kind of played a close game last year, it was just uh, indicative of UMass taking a step forward and they not anything better, to be right? concerned. Yeah, there it is. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: Pablo, you check this one.
2: Yeah, I did. I was doing a little scouting because, interestingly enough, not only do we play UMass this weekend, we play New Mexico State later in the year. So I got a two-for-one scout watching this football
3: game. There we Um, go.
2: Yeah, it it is kind of crazy because UMass has just historically been so bad and obviously expected to be bad. And, yeah, I mean, they they were a competent football team. I mean, I still think we beat them as bad as we want to. But yeah. probably, yeah, like, coming off the well, high that they're going to have as right now. It's not
1: raining as hard as it was for a and last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's true.
2: But, yeah, like, they really didn't – it wasn't like – they didn't have to throw up, like, a ton of passing yards. Like, if I mean, they had a couple guys that, you know, got loose on some runs and whatnot. But, like, I don't know. It, it wasn't like a crazy – score of 41 points, I don't feel like they did a whole lot offensively. They didn't.
0: If you look at the box score – you're like, oh wait, did they dominate yeah, this let me, game? Let me look at this. If you look at the box if you look at the box score, yeah, it looks like yeah, New Mexico crazy. State. Yeah. New Mexico State looked like they kind of controlled this game. I was it was a Fugazi. It was a Fugazi. Yeah, three turnovers real. to zero. I mean, obviously that's gonna make a big
2: difference. Uh do you know what the do you no, know what I mean, the line shout is? Shout out to UMass. Do you know what the um, line is? If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, it's thirty-six. So I got an interesting thing I can read to you about this Ooh, line. Thirty-six. If I can find it real quick. I think I kinda um, like it.
0: Who That's a lot of points though. For, for UMass? Auburn. Auburn. No. Oh, because I okay. feel like I feel like if Aub- if UMass didn't win, I don't know. I feel I just feel like UMass having that big win. <sighs> yeah. Like they're just gonna have such a letdown. So my
2: one of my pals on on Twitter, Josh Dub, Auburn guy, does a lot of stats and stuff he always every every week and of the season he'll put out just like crazy obscure random stats that are like insane mm-hmm. stuff but anyway this one is um auburn is a 36.5 point favorite against UMass auburn is 23 and 0 straight up and 10 and 13 against the spread when favored by more than five touchdowns auburn has covered the spread in each of the last three times they've been favored by five touchdowns they can pour it on and you got to you got to factor in National perspective right now, which I don't know what the betting money says mm-hmm. against the national perspective, but like we're not expected to be good. So like, if some of these pieces are kind of come out of nowhere and are actually as good as I'm hoping that they are going to be, that that could get out of hand pretty quick.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, uh, let's see here. Ooh. This is one that I was very disappointed in. Curtis Rourke might be done.
1: Yep. It was a it was a bummer yeah. when he got hurt early against San Diego State. And I mean, yeah. the whole thing with this one was the matchup between a really good San Diego State defense and one of the better quarterbacks in college football, in Curtis Rourke, and Curtis Work. And Curtis Work gets dinged up pretty pretty early on.
0: Pretty, I think there was the end of the first quarter, early second. And there, listen, CJ Harris, he showed glimpses. He's just not consistent enough as a quarterback. Um, yeah. And Ohio, Ohio's defense, which is holding on for dear life at the end. So, it's just, just sad, sad. One. It's, it's really a shame how many people had to lose their their homes
2: on that game because of Bla's betting advice for everyone, <laughs> everyone to take that game in Ohio. Because it probably would have been right, but it was almost vindicating for it to stupidly go wrong just so that he would be wrong.
0: I was also pounding. The, I was pounding the table for Ohio. I also I, have. A I future. was also on Ohio. I, I have a future for Ohio over seven and a half wins. Yeah. And that does not look tough. good. That does not yeah, look gonna good be right tough. Um, Louisiana Tech wins a gross. This game was gross. This was a gross. I thought that both these defenses were going to be like not good. And the offenses would just kind of you go back and forth. Lost the over, by the way. Um, and b- these offenses looked, they, they look like they just started practicing like Friday. Yeah. Although smoke Harris is a, is a dog. That guy's good for Louisiana tech.
1: Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I really thought Louisiana tech's offense was going to be a lot better this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, second year under Sonny Cumby, who was offensive coordinator at TCU for a while then at Texas tech, uh, I mean, just a guy with a lot of offensive credentials. He's kind of, kind of that West Texas gang that uh, sprung up. Sonny Dykes, part of that group. Uh, Lincoln Riley was another West Texas offensive mind. Uh, and I just didn't see it in week one. No. Uh, and, and Florida International is not a particularly great team either. Uh, so could be another rough season for Louisiana Tech. Yep. And Florida International yep. is Florida International. I mean, they're. Yeah, they're never good.
0: Yeah. No. I think they've made like th- I think they went to like two bowl
1: games in the last decade. Their fight with Miami decades. was entertaining though.
2: <sighs> yeah, that was
0: good. Yeah.
1: They, they did beat Miami. <laughs> Hang on. Helmet. They beat
0: Oh, I was thinking when they beat Miami in where the Marlins play. Uh, I was talking which- about the
1: uh the full field yeah, brawl. Which,
0: the the brawl which kind of led to Larry Coker kind of getting out of there. Um <laughs> no Florida International beat Miami where the Marlins play baseball, and that's so symbolic because that's where the old Orange Bowl used to sit. So, like, they destroyed the Orange Bowl and put that up. The ghost coming back. And that's kind of like the death of Miami. The the death of the U was when the Orange Bowl went. So, it's so so poetic that That FIU beats them there. But we move on. Oh, Hawaii makes it a game. Vandy still wins. That was um, kind of crazy at the end. It, it was Hawaii. So here's the thing. Hawaii is definitely improved on offense. Yeah. Um, oh, Timmy. Timmy Chang's got that thing. Timmy running. Chang, Timmy Chang, man.
1: I like, I like being able to say shaker bombs. That's, yeah. Swing <laughs> in the rock. Yeah, Timmy Chang. Thing, awesome.
0: thing, thing. Um, let's see. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Do you think Vandy, do you think they're da- like, I don't know. Is this team gonna think, make are they gonna win a SEC game? Because I, I thought they be, might. I there think some be people that Mizzou. think they beat Auburn in Nashville. I've seen that
2: already. So like there's they're supposed to be better. I don't know how mm-hmm. much better, but we'll see. And
1: they close the season strong. People forget that. I mean, they had the one against mm-hmm. Kentucky, they had the one against Florida. Yeah. Uh so maybe maybe both of these teams improved and that's all there is to it. Yep. Why two a- two teams that look better? Yeah, I, mean, I think Hawaii also had a little bit of extra motivation.
0: Yes, right? with the uh, – and you know what? After I, I was watching this game and they, they said something about it, I'm like, shoot, that's like – that's like um, – no, I'm not going to make th- – it's it's that extra motivation. Like, yeah. you know, when teams – like, when yeah. if someone dies close to the, the team or if, like, you know – It's yeah. like uh, Coach- the, the
1: Boston bombing – Yes. And then the you know, Red Sox. Exactly. And like Hurricane Harvey and the Astros. I mean, it's right. just
0: Ka- Katrina and Katrina the Saints. and the same It's a catalyst. It is. Like when you when those things happen, you know, uh, they, they show up. Um oh, really quick before we move on to USC's terrible defense. Um, Ashlock and McBride. Great duo for Hawaii, by the way. Like, that's a really cool receiver duo. And Hawaii always winning with their uniforms yeah i uh, th- yeah. the islands on the helmet is that's sick
1: but ashlock and mcbride is uh is a great law show for sure yeah, it really is
0: dun 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 ashlock and mcbride crime stops with them <laughs> uh <laughs> usc's defense is still bad listen jay I, I don't know if you were on the show when i
1: used to talk about
0: alex grinch i used yeah. to like alex grinch i used I, to think,
1: when he was at washington state i thought he was I, good
0: i thought alex grinch was a great coordinator but he seemingly has more talent and is doing worse with it and i have no idea why um <laughs> I, I, I don't know i, I can't what, believe I what was does even, alex
1: grinch have on lincoln Riley?
0: that <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps having his job listen that's gonna this is gonna hold him out of the playoffs this is going to bite them.
1: Yeah, this, this is going to be why Washington wins the Pac-12. Yeah. It, it's
0: – it. yeah, or – yeah, or Oregon.
1: Yeah. Or,
0: you know, we'll talk Utah. about Utah. We'll talk Utah. about Utah. Uh, I don't know about Utah right now. Oregon State. Oregon State's getting some love. i tell you what. Olympics. Oregon State and USC, Jay, you know what that is? What do you always say?
1: Styles make fights.
0: Styles make fights. And there we go. That is contrasting styles there. Um. Yeah. San Jose state, which I think, I mean, they're San Jose state has a good offense for like a group of five, but like they should yeah, not they be, they should not be doing that to USC. Luckily yeah. though, USC's offense is very good and they scored 56 points, which is what they're going to have to do. It's almost like, you know what they kind, They kind of look like Oklahoma a couple years, right? Now. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? It's crazy how that works. Isn't, Wild. is that, and that's how that works. Um, all right, so that's week one. Uh, we're going to now go to each of us. Um, and we're going to make some picks. Let's make some picks. Uh, Florida at Utah, Utah is a seven point favorite. God, I want to take Utah. I want to take Utah so bad. But there are things with Cam Rising might not be starting a quarterback. And if that is the case, I, I think Florida might cover this game or pot- potentially win. I'm not betting this game just because of injuries. I, I think Florida might sweep Utah. And I God, I'd hate that because no, no offense, Pablo. This no, is, it does. I'm it not, does. It hurts not, the, the
2: anti-SEC narrative for sure. Yeah, I mean it really
0: does. And the the SEC chants are going to be deafening, and it's I'm not I'm not going to be able to handle it. Uh, Jay,
1: a couple things to watch here. First of all, uh, tropical storm Idalia forming in the Gulf. Uh, have to wonder if that messes with travel plans because mm-hmm. it looks like it's headed right towards Gainesville. Uh, obviously, everyone. We hope you stay safe down there. Second thing elevation 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 Salt Lake City is a little bit higher than the sea level that the Gators are used to down mm-hmm. there in Gainesville uh, that is why I have the Utes covering uh, the, the seven points here. I just think that uh, it's gonna be a little bit tough I mean the swamp's a tough place to go into uh, but but going up to a uh, city that's a little bit higher than you're used to also initials. Yeah, and that you know that stadium's gonna be rocking too.
0: And it's it's at night, funky things. Ha- it's yeah. like it's like Iowa at night. But yeah. when when it's night time at Utah, like things get crazy. Pablo, what are you thinking? Yeah, if if Cam
2: was playing, I mean, I would almost, I would almost like, damn near guarantee a, a Utah win. But yeah, mm-hmm. if he doesn't go, then obviously the door is wide open, and then you just have to look at overall talent on the roster and. Even if Florida's bad because it's relative to what we're what they're playing, they're just a more talented roster than Utah is. And if Utah doesn't have their star quarterback, then that levels a lot of that playing field. And if it's mm-hmm. an ugly game, usually the more physical team's gonna win. And it's hard to imagine Florida not being able to be more physical without their best best player. Yeah. Nope. Absolutely. Uh and was- they also have this, you know, to to counter the altitude. You know they have this stuff that was developed down there on campus called Gatorade, so yeah. they can they can use that to their advantage. Listen, they call it Gatorade. <laughs> that does
1: not help with elevation. <laughs> as an as an expert on elevation, it helps uh, long
2: function. It helps anything that they say it helps. Okay,
1: with. okay, uh, we got a Gatorade chill in the podcast. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't even know who our hey, look are. factor X factor for Utah Jaquinn and Jackson at running back.
0: Okay. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, Saturday, Colorado at TCU. TCU is a 20 and a half point favorite. Listen, I, I have two things here. One, I think Colorado is going to be an absolute dumpster fire this year. Two, yep. TCU is also going to be down.
1: Um, well, I mean, they pretty much have to be down. I'm
0: saying I don't think I think TCU gets the seven wins. Like a big regression. Yeah. Yeah, I like. Yeah. I, I think they're going to drop to seven wins and they, they have a lower mm-hmm. win total than they usually have. I think usually they're an eight, nine, and one football team. I think they're going to hang around seven. So here's the thing. Is TCU going to regress more than Colorado is going to be a dumpster fire? And I don't know. It's at TCU. I'm thinking TCU covers.
1: Yeah, yeah I look, think so too. People forget I'm, I'm Max Duggan was not the starting quarterback to start the year last that year. Is Chandler right. Morris was, mm-hmm. and uh, he's going to be starting quarterback this year. Uh, other side of this equation, uh, TCU, there's there's a little bit of a little bit of beefy beef uh, with TCU taking a Jackson State lineman that decided not to follow uh, oh, Deion Sanders to drama. Colorado. Uh, there's also you know. Sonny Dykes has been pretty anti-portal in some of the things going on, whereas Dion has pretty much embraced yeah, the,
0: uh, but portal. Over, the portal. He's over overhaul.
1: Yeah, so there's going to be some beefy beef. Uh, I think TCU is going to be pretty motivated here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh, I think the Horn Frogs probably cover and then some.
0: Okay. Um. Late edition, Jay. Keeping you on your toes here On Friday The $5 broken bits Trophy is up for grabs Nebraska At Minnesota Uh, Minnesota is a a 7.5 point favorite I know we did not prepare for this Matt Rule uh, Debut for the Cornhuskers i don't know i'm not betting this game but i'm gonna love watching it i'm gonna gonna go to the nice campground outside of state college we're gonna have a nice fire going on we're gonna watch this game it's gonna be great just to kind of enjoy this jay did you not know about the five dollar broken bits trophy uh or broken chair it's, it's, bits
1: it's the broken chair
0: the broken chair it's yes it's the a broken,
1: broken chair. chair
0: pablo are you familiar with the broken chair I am not familiar with the broken oh, chair. Oh, for the people. I think I did a TikTok on this. Yes, I did. Um, follow me on TikTok, the Get Back Coach. There's a plug for you. Um, so the broken bits, the broken chair. There was a Twitter account, fake Bo Pelini. Oh, yeah. yeah. Faux fo- fo- Bo Pelini. Yeah, faux fo- fo- yeah, Bo Pelini. Yes, faux fo- Bo Pelini. And he starts talking trash to the Twitter account of Goldie the Gopher. And Gold Goldie comes back. And Fobo Polini said, I'm gonna break a chair off of you if you come near me during this game. And that little Twitter beef between the two created it. Now Nebraska doesn't embrace it, or at least they haven't. Minnesota is like all in on it. Like they 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 bring it to like fairs and carnivals. People like take their picture next to it. So anyway, it's not an official trophy, but it's just one of those extra things that, like, make college football great. <laughs> make
2: college football great. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. All right.
1: So uh, the, the under in this one is 43 and a half. Uh, so not expecting like a lot it. of offense there. I like I'm it. 43 under. and a half.
0: Under, under, under. Um, yeah. Okay. Boise State at Washington. Sne- this 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 might be an interesting game here. Boise Pablo, State. What do
1: you think about this line at uh, minus 14 and a half for Washington? Sorry. What did you, you asking me? Boise state at Washington uh, minus 14 and a half.
2: I I think Washington covers that.
1: No, this is having anything to do with your feelings about the coach that you hired from Boise state. No, no, no. No, not at all.
2: Not at all. Because they were, they were good before him and they'll be good after him. (laughs) Just like we were.
0: (laughs) That's the spirit. That's the spirit. Uh, I don't know. Boise nah, State Washington, has a good
2: Washington's. I mean, Boise State will be good, but like that passing game is crazy that Washington has, and I mean they're they're going to come in slinging that thing. Yeah. And they could they could put up a crazy amount of points. And like when you are a team that's like Boise that wants to like be in a game and control it, like when you get behind as one of those kind of teams, it's more like a multiple kind of balanced offense, mm-hmm. and you just have to go one dimensional to to play catch up. Like that's that's where Washington's probably going to throttle some people this year.
0: Uh, yeah. And if Washington gets up early, I think it's over just because Boise state is going to run clock and they're going to, they're more ground and pound. And, um, I think if they're having a tough time moving the ball, then like on the ground, then it's, it's going to be a long day. Cause they're not going to be able to pass on them. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, North Carolina at South Carolina, um, and the another- Dukes
1: Mayo classic.
0: Yeah, in another edition of Neutral Games Suck. Uh North Carolina yeah, cool. is going to South Carolina. South Carolina is a two and a half point underdog. Do the home and home. Do the home and home.
1: Will, but, will he be in Chapel Hill? Uh we'll, we'll nah,
0: nah, we're gonna go we're gonna go play in Soul of Charlotte. I go to Charlotte and play the game. I mean,
1: look, I have a special spot in my heart for that stadium, so I'm yes. not going to say anything bad okay. about... Uh, Don't about...
0: tick off Duke. Yeah,
1: Duke. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, it's uh, still let's sitting
2: not... in, in about an eighth of your heart right now. Yeah. <laughs> my arteries are clogged
1: still. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I think South Carolina just has too much going for them uh, as far as the talent there. Uh, so South Carolina's plus two and a half, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm taking the Gamecocks. Same, I am too.
0: I I hate this because I'm going to say this again. I'm not. I'm I'm staying away from this on actual money wise. I think I like North Carolina. Mm. I know. I I hate it too. I hate it too. I <laughs> I really don't like them. <laughs> I I really don't like North Carolina at all. But Mac Brown, baby, Mac Brown. Ah. Drake May Drake May is good.
2: I mean, he's a he's a hell of a player too. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. I just, and I, I don't. I think they take a little step back this year too. North Carolina.
0: Yeah. I'm going quarterback. I'm going North Carolina, and that pains me to even say that because I hate them. Um, maybe the most entertaining game all weekend: South Alabama at Tulane. Listen for the people watch or for the people listening. <clears throat> all right. I we we love our group of five, but this is no joke. This game, if you love college football, watch this football game. South Alabama at Tulane. Tulane is a six and a half point favorite. Maybe the most entertaining game in week one. And I like the Jags in this one to mm. cover. To cover. To cover. Oh. The I like South Alabama plus six and a half.
1: Really, really good defense down there in Mobile. Uh, and, and probably you may be able to speak to that a little bit more with it being a home state team there in South Alabama. But uh, I just think Tulane is is going to be a really good squad this year. Maybe a little bit of a step back. I, I just think that they went by a touchdown or an extra point, and I'm buying the hook on that, right? Six and a half.
2: Yeah. No, I th- it, South Alabama is going to be pretty good this year, and I mean really probably good.
1: like surprise people
2: how good they're going to be um, just because when you say South Alabama, like – most even, you know, even people that follow college football like probably don't even really know that name still. USA you know? baby,
0: yep, yeah. So it's like that's
2: that's a crazy thing, but yeah. I mean, if I, I I think Tulane covers though. I mean, they just got a lot back, and they've got the pieces that you do want back, and that was a good team. Obviously, they proved that there at the end of the year. Um, you know, your quarterback comes back like that's a that's a squad right there, and yeah, I think they cover the six and a half.
0: All right. Um, Jay, the game you're going to be at, UTSA at Houston. Houston is a one point dog rematch from last year's overtime thriller. Three overtimes. That was a crazy game last year. It was such a fun game, too. Such a fun game. And it
1: will be a fun one again this year. Frank Harris back, right? Like crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coming back from like four surgeries. Mm-hmm. Uh, was going to walk away from football. My, uh, co host over at Aggie Warpod, Mike Craven, wrote a great article about it in Dave Campbell's. Uh, like this dude was done because he got an infection after a surgery and could not get right. And then they had a new team doctor come in and all of a sudden he's back on the field. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, which is wild. But yeah, I'll be at this one. Uh, Man, I I like UTSA. I think they're going to be really special this year. Uh, Houston is not a place that you're going to have like a huge home field impact. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets close to 50-50. Yeah. Just because I don't think Houston's really going to show out until later in the season, like when Texas comes to town. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's kind of, it feels like UTSA. Like I know Rice is the other Houston team that's stepped into the American but it really feels like UTSA is going to be like the Texas standard bearer for the American now that Houston's gone. Yeah. Uh, so this is kind of like a uh, a fun little matchup in that regards. So little power grab. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. about that. The the best game in the state of Texas in week one, in
2: my opinion. There you go. I, I like Houston here. I think I think I like Houston.
0: I like UTSA. I love UTSA. We got to
1: meet me. We got to go Cougs. Meep uh, meep meep. meep. Again, like I like to picture Dana Holgerson after a loss just like going down to Galveston and doing donuts on a jet ski. But we'll see. The
0: Dana Holgerson gif of oh, his face on Big Urn from the movie Kingpin where his <sighs> where his hair is like all messed up. Is yeah. oh my god, it's classic. I gotta go find that. West Virginia sent me that. If you can
2: come to the Birmingham Bowl and beat Brian Harson and T J Finley then you're doing big things and Houston <laughs> and Houston,
0: Houston has got it going on y'all. <laughs> uh, all oh, right. The man. game I'm going to be at West Virginia at Penn state, Penn. This is an old, that's 70s, be such a fun game. 70s, 80s, early nineties rivalry game. Technically. Um, even though Penn state's like 41 and nine against them all time. Um, but, yeah, under the lights, first ever NBC college football uh,
1: Here showcase. Here comes Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, Penn State is a 20-and-a-half point favorite in this game. That line is stupid big. And I kind of will still like cover it. it. I kind of like it. it. So here's the thing. Uh, Pablo, And if you didn't know, I lived in Morgantown, West Virginia, for four years. Nice. Um, originally from PA, um, I know this team decently well. I followed this team even when I was in PA. Knew some guys who played there. Um, you know, actually, coached when I was in West Virginia. I coached kids that are now playing there right now. This I, I always root for West Virginia, even though I know I shouldn't. Being in the Northeast, being a power team in the Northeast, so I have a soft spot for this for the Mountaineers for the years. However. This secondary in the mount the secondary is bad. They're replacing guys up front. Uh, their offense, they can run the ball. I don't know how their pass game is going to be. I feel like they just have so many questions. I think this is a lame duck year for Neil Brown. I yeah, like I Neil so, Brown, but this is a lame duck year. It's like, yeah, we don't have enough to fire him, but he he's not. He doesn't have anything this year. This is a waste of a year. Penn State has a lot of expectations. Night game. And they just have less question marks. And I think the only way Penn State doesn't cover this spread is if they go totally vanilla in the second half. Um, but yeah, I like Penn State and I like them. I like them big. Jay.
1: Oh, man. I'm taking my Mountaineers. Of course, uh, my adopted are. Mountaineers. I mean, I just can't. I can't turn my back on them. And, and 20 and a half is a lot of points. Uh, I think West Virginia will be. Better than some people expect. I think. Uh, look, we saw Charles Wesley Gowan. I knew My um, guy give the uh, the fourteen speech. Fantastic speech, by the way. You can tell that that songwriting those songwriting chops paid off for uh, the speech he gave those guys there in Moraine Town too. So they're going to come in fired <laughs> up, the fourteen in the back of their head, the chip on their shoulder, and they're still going to lose to Penn State, but it's going to be close. Okay, Pablo.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think Penn State covers that. Um, I I agree. I mean, it's a it's a lame duck with Neil Brown, and I actually follow West Virginia a little closer than than you would think too, because Neil was at Troy for a while, so obviously right. he got familiar with him for several years, and then so it's just been kind of one of those adjacent exposure things to just kind of keep up with. And I don't know. I've always had a weird soft spot for West Virginia too. I don't. I, I think that goes back to like my NCA playing days and like Rich Rod and Pat White and mm-hmm. Steve Slayton and all those guys. They were just fun and. Fun teams to watch back then. So I just kind of have always, I don't know, just watch West Virginia. Um, Yeah, and I, I think Penn State's just going to be too good. I mean, I obviously they're going to be good this year. They probably only get challenged realistically in two or three games. And I think that they're going to come out in this one like it's weird for a team that's that good to have a statement game. But, like, this could really be like a statement game for Penn State that's like mm-hmm. we are
0: actually one of those teams this year. Mm-hmm. They're they've been knocking on the door for a while, right? And it's like you got to break through. And I think hopefully this is hopefully this is the year they finally do it before the playoff expand expands to kind of say, hey, we we were good enough in a very right. tough division to get that to get to uh, into the playoff. Um. Oh, I will say, Pablo. Before we move on, I just thought of something. It was really cool, um, seeing like Auburn's people's like their reactions on like Twitter and like even in the stands when like a Penn state guy was fast, because I feel like they thought like Auburn people thought that like Penn state was going to come at coming like in the eye formation, like Iowa with, with fullbacks <laughs> and like, just like, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. And then when Nick Singleton takes one yeah, to the Singleton's,
2: house, Singleton can go. He's good. He
0: he looks. He looked better last year than Saquon did his freshman year. Yeah. Who was, Abdul, the, uh, was the
2: what was the receiver's name the year before that was really good? Uh, uh,
0: oh, Jahan Dotson.
2: Yes, gosh. Yeah, he he's so
0: he, and he's he's tearing it up in the NFL right now. Yeah,
2: very but good was, player.
0: But yeah, um, yeah, you know, like guys like him or like Parker Washington, like catching passes and like yeah, what? they they have guys that run a f- they have guys that run four fours up in the north. What like. <laughs> Like well, the, to be
1: fair, Parker Washington's a Texas kid, so. Yep. Oh, that
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Come. Yeah. yeah. There it's we go. in the footprint. It's in the footprint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just I had to throw that in there because it was really funny to see that. Um, uh, sneaky good game, uh, Toledo at Illinois.
1: Tol- I mean, Bert. That's all I gotta say, Bert. Bert.
0: But this yeah. is another Styles make fights. Um, Toledo really fun offense in Illinois. It's gonna look ugly. It's going like, to rock fight. it's it's like they're going to Bert's what Bert wants to wants to turn games into rock fights and he has a great front seven and a decent offensive line. And I don't know how good this Luke Altmeyer is, but Illinois is going to want to turn this game into an absolute rock fight and it's going to be glorious to watch. But
2: yeah, Il- Illinois, I mean, that's that's got to take Illinois there.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it's minus nine, which is a little lower than I thought. But I think Illinois is a team that I think a lot of people, I think are going to surprise a lot of people this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even think with the I points. Like, person. I'm taking yeah. Yeah. Illinois with the points, yeah. yeah. Um, Monday night, LSU versus Florida State. Um, Again, I don't – I do understand because money. But – so they play a game in the Superdome, okay, which – LSU home game. And then they're going to yeah. play a game in Orlando, Florida, uh, which is, I think, a little far. It's like three hours from Tallahassee. But that's so like,
1: actually. Well, here, here we go. Here's a little fun fact for you. Oh, there we go. Uh, Tallahassee is about five hours from uh, New Orleans. Okay. Uh, Tallahassee is four hours from Orlando. So it's kind of crazy.
2: Like, Tallahassee. <laughs> yeah. Tallahassee. I'm, I'm, I'm rounding is, a little bit, but. Mm-hmm. Is it like out of. Just like Power Five schools, like it's the closest Power Five school to Auburn than like several, obviously several of the SEC schools. Like it's it's not far at all from Auburn. 2
3: mm-hmm.
2: hour
0: drive, like it's, four max. But like, I don't know if they just want to like get people closer to those cities, like to the game. But like, like this could have been it's such. Be a-
1: really funny if Central Florida's camped out there in Orlando, just <laughs> yeah. like recruiting the the Florida state athletes. Hey, uh, that would be hilarious. You're already here. How about uh
0: central, central Florida people buying all the tickets and then scalping them. Exactly. Yeah. They
2: do. I, I can't, I don't like the neutral site thing either. I mean, I after it sucks. we went to, you know, we played Oregon a few years ago in Dallas and I mean, going to Dallas is cool. And it's like, there mm-hmm. is that, I don't know. It's almost like a bowl game before the season kind of atmosphere. So like yeah. that element is kind of cool, but like after, you know, doing a home and home with Clemson and then like playing Oregon mm-hmm. in that neutral site game and played Washington in neutral site game and then having the home and home with Penn state, like it's, it's just so far superior to have like a home and home experience. And mm-hmm. just like, yeah. cause you need actually,
0: that. cause you actually experience exactly like exactly. the other school and like, exactly it. And that's, Again, if it was Auburn, Oregon, home and home, that would have oh, yeah. been so, like, have been but so again, awesome. you want to just do a one-off and, you know, but listen, like Red River, Army, Navy, cocktail party, cocktail
2: party, yeah. like those, there's a few, there's a few, there's that a still few do that's
0: it. like, Hey, that's all by all means what we do. Exactly. But yeah, it's, but you actually get to experience it, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, and and neutral site games and the yeah. neutral sites. Um now we will kick it to Jay. Jay. The FC the FCS minute.
1: Yes, the FCS minute prevented, presented by Talk, which is my uh full-time job and lets me do this. Uh so we did have a couple of zero week games in week 1 uh or sorry, in in week 0 for uh FCS. Uh Mercer North Alabama. Mercer's a top 25 uh, FCS team and they looked uh, They didn't look like a top 25 Little team sus, against, little sus Against North Alabama uh, Albany took care of Fordham 34-13 I'm,
0: I'm a Great Dane now
1: Yeah, your brother's my, playing baseball yeah, up there My huh?
0: brother transferred up to Albany So uh, oh, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm now a Great Dane
1: The uh, Albany quarterback uh, Great name Poffenbarker, I believe is how oh, it's said Lord. That's awesome uh, He threw for 253 yards, four touchdowns uh, And then Jackson state in the first year without prime, uh, absolutely destroyed. South Carolina state. I love that. I love 37, that. seven. Uh, so that was pretty dominant coming up in week one. There are some interesting games, but, uh, one of the ones that I am just most excited about that I think could be, uh, really interesting. If you're, you know, want, wanting to tune into like an FCS game and thinking, uh, you know, what, what, what good matchups are out there? What FCS teams do I want to tune into? Uh, man, I mean, it's just it's it's a great slate as it always is with the with the week one games. But I think I think I have to go with with Montana and Butler. I think uh, that's going to be a really competitive oh, matchup. Okay, in uh, Missoula, obviously, I like my Grizzlies. I think that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, North Dakota State and Washington. Or, sorry eastern washington yeah uh, big mm-hmm. sky versus uh missouri valley football conference probably the two best fcs conferences uh that's definitely going to be one to tune into and if you're looking for an fcs team that might upset an fbs team southeast louisiana plays mississippi state southeast louisiana Whoa. was one of the better fcs teams last year and uh you know obviously Mississippi State we don't know what they have yet but it's it's one of those games where hey long odds might as well sprinkle a little yeah, bit of long there. Odds. that would look and that's uh that's your FCS minute presented by pocket doc <laughs> we're nice. never
0: gonna get we're never gonna get that thing to be, be a minute no <laughs> um that would look really bad for my dark horse if uh, Southeast Louisiana <laughs> yeah. start the season. But, I, I'm game. serious
1: though, Southeast Louisiana. Yeah, no, Louisiana. no, they are good. They are, they
0: are. Okay, um, we're gonna end the episode with vital information. Okay, It's just a couple <clears throat> different questions for you, Pablo. Um, oh, brother. So we uh, again, we already know this answer, but this is always the first one. State your program. Auburn Tigers. There we go. Now, your first favorite player—not your favorite player all the time, but your first—the first guy you're like, "I love this guy."
2: College football or NFL? Because I think I, you can go I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think back, like timeline-wise, because I can remember being a kid and like, it, like Brett. I love Brett Favre as a young kid. You know, like this it was just fun to Brett watch Favre him, I've like gotten. play. You know, quarterback and yeah. I've been a Packers fan basically ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, Disgusting. So that was – yeah. It, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But that was – I would say that was one of my first, like, NFL players that I kind of latched onto and mm-hmm. knew what was going on. College football-wise, I'm going to have – so I have – I do – which we probably should have touched on this way earlier, but I do have some affiliation with Michigan. My mom is from Michigan. My mom's family is from oh, Michigan. No. Yeah, so she's oh. so you know I've always I've always pulled for Michigan as like a second. Pablo's community. a Michigan
1: man.
0: Pablo's a Michigan man.
2: Oh, yeah, man. so um, watching Charles Woodson as a child was oh, was incredible. Man. In in my house, mm-hmm. those are like some of my earliest football memories. It's like that mm-hmm. season That's of Michigan, and like you know, like yeah. I said, I'm a, I'm a sucker for receivers and like dbs and then that's what i eventually ended up playing like in my playing days and so yeah charles woodson was probably my first like legend of the game as like a child that's that's a good one that's a good one right there um because i was yeah i mean i was seven years old when that happened so that was about the perfect
0: time to to start knowing what was going on two weeks in a row we had Mm -hmm. someone say brett Favre. uh Mm -hmm. grisham from group of five guys said brett Favre. um Favorite player of all time. Uh, it's gotta be Cam. Cam.
2: Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously so, I'm biased. I was yep. down there as a student when Cam was there. So we were we were sharing campus at the same time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Same age, same time. And um, yeah, that was just that was just a crazy thing. So mm-hmm. it, it would be very much like being on campus with Johnny at AM, I'm sure. You know, it's just right. It's just a different element when a dude mm-hmm. like that is around. And yeah. He's just that electric every single time he steps
0: out there. Which I think will lead into the next one here. Favorite season. Uh, sorry. Oh. Football. Football season. Don't yeah, be yeah. like we, we did
1: have Evan on here, and he said his favorite season was 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 Ball. spring, I think. <laughs>
0: Oh, I, I knew where you were going. Yeah.
2: I wasn't about to say one of the four. Oh, that's hilarious. He's to like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be, it's
0: gotta be spring, right?
2: Like, oh, I love how oh, his man. brain works. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, um, favorite season. It, it would be easy to say 2010 just because mm-hmm. of the championship and whatnot, but right. it would, as far as just like fun I had, it would probably have to be that 2013 season.
1: Fucking Mom. Nick Marshall.
2: Yeah. Yep. Fucking Nick Marshall. Um, because yeah, like all those yeah. games, it was it was a blast. But like, I mean, you look back at the Johnny games, was horse collared. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was a good, that was a great game. But then, um, <laughs> oh, but like all those games were so close and, and tense, You know that Cam was in. I mean, we won like seven one score games because he put the team on his back though. Right. But um, you know, just but then thirteen was just that was just another animal of, of I mean, fun. kick
1: six and the prayer at Jordan Hare in the same yeah, season. And like we
2: beat Tennessee mm-hmm. by like 50 at kneeling that season. Like we were just putting up crazy amounts of points and like mm-hmm. running and throwing. I mean, it,
0: it was insane. Yeah. That was, that was a fun season. And before we move on, um, um that tooth, I was actually at that national title game. Oh, for real? The, yeah. The I had, I had a family member down in Scottsdale. They got, Big East or no, not Big East. They got Fiesta Bowl tickets. They sold them to UConn people, and they sold four tickets for UConn, and then that kind of helped pay for some of the national title ticket. Um, but yeah, so I got to go. I was I was in the the Oregon section. I was trying oh, you talking about the twenty ten game? Okay, yeah. Oh, the yeah, twenty ten game. Yeah, national. Uh, yeah, twenty ten. So people, it's like crazy. The Auburn has been twice since twenty ten. <laughs> that's that's right. I that's another game I remember watching. I'm like Auburn's gonna win this thing, and then yeah, but. Fell apart. Yeah. See, that's
2: what I was telling you. We're always waiting on it.
0: Uh, favorite uniform in college football? Oh, man. This is tough because
2: there's a lot that I really like. Um, I, I do like the Ole Miss powder blues. Mm-hmm. It's a bit sacrilege, but I think it's a bit overhyped. Um, it, honestly, like the cleanest look. I love Auburn's all white, and I know that's a very biased mm-hmm. answer. Yeah, Michigan's all white with that helmet also looks good, but again, a little bit of bias there. Um, but if I had to go outside of one of my teams that I actively root for, like I I love LSU's LSU's look. Yeah. Just, they that, do. that purple and yellow is a nice complimentary, you know, mm-hmm. color scheme. And when they wear, I, I don't know, I'm a sucker for all whites too. So like when Penn state goes all white, that looks awesome to me. Um, Cause a white, I just love a white helmet. And so when yep. they go that all white look that LSU has mm-hmm. like, that's, that's very nasty. Yeah,
0: LSU, LSU. They they always wear the whites, right? They do. They wear the white like one, jersey at home, but yeah, yeah, they wear the
2: yellow helmet and the yellow pants.
0: Right, 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 right. But uh,
2: yeah, LSU is always good. That Penn State. And one is just, I will throw in a, a bonus. A lot of teams do the all black, but nobody does the all black like Florida State.
0: Eh, that's yeah. the best. That's For- the best all black look. Like yeah, Florida State's look. got a good one. Florida State's got a good one. That Penn State all white. That's like neon white. That's just like, and then when they play, yeah, right. when they play in the snow, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. Um, uh, favorite win. Favorite Auburn win. I mean, it's got to be the kick six.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was at it's that just, game. That was that was what, crazy. what a moment. That's yeah. That was insane. Yeah, I remember watching that game on the uh, on the bus at Mizzou Uh and just like what the fuck just happened
2: yeah because that's one of those that like emotions hit you like a freight train right like Mm -hmm. i mean you don't know if you're gonna win you don't know if you're gonna lose and it's like it's just tense and then now it looks like oh no they're gonna actually have a field goal like we might actually lose and then you win and then it's like all this is happening at the same time you're like processing all this stuff as like a student of the game and like a, a you know somebody that just loves college football for what it is and like you witness that and it's like you have the, you know, the hype emotional reaction immediately. And then like on, on that come down, you're just like, I literally just witnessed like one of the most historic things that will ever happen. You know, yeah. like, like that's going to be the, one of those ones that's on like six years, years from now over times. Yeah. Like, 60 years from now, you know, that's going to be clipped into like these highlights, like the Stanford Cal kick return and, yep. you know,
0: all those kind of plays. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Yep. Um, best tradition. In college football,
2: oh, it's the eagle flight before the game.
0: There we go. There <laughs> it is. I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say rolling Tumors corner. No, so tumors is cool, but yeah, I think the eagle flight. The is, eagle, the eagle, the, the eagle sag. flight is cooler. Like, I mean, it's cool when
2: everybody like gets together and goes and you know rolls the trees and whatnot. But like
3: mm-hmm.
2: it, it, having an eagle circle your stadium like before that's the pre- game and everybody's mm-hmm. screaming "war eagle" like as it doesn't like that's
0: that's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Best and it was pla- some big old birds too, boy. It's, it was some yeah, big birds. It's big. Best place to eat at Auburn. So there is a restaurant
2: called Acre. the
1: Buckies in Auburn. The, the buckies is <laughs> great. People, <laughs> people
2: forget there's only SEC program with the Buckies in- and <laughs> it's
1: part of our um, Texas A&M psyop.
2: Don't worry. Yeah, it's
0: part of the Texas A&M psyop. But
2: um, no. Th- so there's a restaurant called Acre, and you can look it up on. Instagram and they have okay. great, great content on there. Um, I can't remember the actual name, but if you just put in acre Auburn, I'm sure to pull it up, but their chef is excellent. He's got a couple restaurants in Auburn. One's like a, like a fast casual barbecue place. Um, there's also one that our boy blah has been to a couple times and he'll attest to this too, but, um, butcher paper barbecue in like the Auburn it's Opelika technically, but right, right mm-hmm. there on Opelika road, right outside of Auburn that's that'd be the go-to's butcher paper and acre acres more like you're not run of the mill like you're gonna gonna get like a different menu you know Mm -hmm. if if you go a couple months after the last time you went kind of thing and that's like elite dining and then butcher paper is like legit barbecue that obviously y'all are fans of
1: all right um i know a thing or two
0: (laughs) best bar Oh, uh, I mean, it's
2: gotta be Sky Bar. I mean, just for what it that's is. That's what
0: everyone says, right? Yeah. I mean, Sky everyone said, and they've,
2: they've put, they've put so much money into that place because it just prints it. Um, you know, and then they just keep expanding it and keep making it bigger mm. and keep making it nicer. And it gets like crazy crowded because it just is that place. So, I mean, there's a couple other bars, you know, you can hit up um, 17, 16's up the, up the street right there. And, but yeah, I mean, Sky Bar, if you had to go to one, I mean, that's obviously the one that's there in town. Okay,
0: and then the last question. I was originally going to ask you, "What team do you hate?" But I'm not going to ask you that because we all know the answer. It's Alabama. So and I'm going to ask. Okay, I'm going to ask you and something my- a little bit. <laughs> it's like everybody. Um, so I'm just going to ask you this: What is one thing you hate about college football? What do you hate about college football? Because we we all love it. We all love. It. <sighs> But yeah. what's the one thing you hate about it? I'm going to be honest. I'm not – the
2: the realignment stuff to an extent honestly doesn't bother me all that much because mm-hmm. you look back over history, it just kind of is what it is. We're just living through this moment of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's kind of always happened. So it, they're going to figure it out, and it'll just end up kind of keep morphing like it always has. I can't stand this weird in-between we're in right now with coaches – and then having the audacity to say the things that they do while they make millions of dollars and still like have things to say about NIL and have things to say about the transfer portal and mm. all that. So if I had to have one main gripe, it would just be the mentalities of coaches because they're just the sickos that they are anyway. Like, mm-hmm. get over yourself, bro. You're, you're oh, making they, crazy yeah. money to, to be over kids and make and they can do whatever the hell they want to and they should be able
0: to. Right. No. I absolutely love it. Uh, yeah. You get coaches out there that just like, you know, we got to be dedicated to the program, blah, 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 blah. And then two years they're gone. I was like, yeah, well, you jump and ship for a different pay That's you know, crazy. Exactly. So, and then they get, if a kid's like, well, I think this might be a better opportunity for me over somewhere else. God forbid, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I get it. Um, Pablo, thank you again for joining us. Uh, where can people follow you? So, at Pablo
2: Escobarner. So, it's Escobarner, and the reason for that is obviously a play on words, but um, it, it was kind of like a like a derogatory thing that a lot of fan bases would call Auburn fans, which you would obviously appreciate being a Penn State guy. But yeah. the barn, <laughs> like people refer to Auburn as the barn, and oh. so
1: because of like, you know, just all the... As an AM fan, I can uh, also appreciate that. Yeah, you it. can yes, also appreciate I can that. appreciate so, that.
2: So we just have all, all over the years, you know, just kind of leaned into that. So Barner's is what a lot of people call us, which we effectively call ourselves at times. So instead of Pablo Escobar, we got Pablo Escobar, Barner. And Barn. so then, um, but yeah, it's Pablo Escobarner because this is my second account, which had to be a burner <laughs> account, and the Barner was gone, so it, it got R.
0: zapped. R.I.P. Oh. You okay. threatened a weatherman. And then like you're string, on, huh? you're on slander. You yeah right. And you're on Slender. Yep. You. And then,
2: yeah, on the Slander You podcast. Follow you boys there at the Slander You. And yeah, it's a chaotic time, but we have a good time.
0: Yeah, it's I, I said this when um Evan was on. Um it's a, a lot it, it's chaos. It's oh, yeah. but it's yeah, it's fun chaos. Is. There's like all this different stuff going on. Like I absolutely loved it. Uh would love to co- go on. It oh yeah, kind of let, let kind of let the hair down a little bit and go on there, and shoot the breeze. But because if, and if it,
2: you haven't noticed, you know, there's there's not much SEC or especially Big Twelve talk on that podcast. So it would be nice <laughs> to have a Big Ten voice every now and then.
0: Yeah, it would be nice. It would. It would. It would. It would, it would be nice to be that voice every once in a yep, while. But, we'll do it. We'll link uh, it up. All right, thank you all for tuning in again. Week one, everybody. Uh, have a wonderful week. Have an adult beverage. Sit down. Go to the game. College football is here. Let's get after it. We made it. We made it. We made it, Phyllis. Let's Let's go. Let's have a week. Let's have a week, baby.